Aloha and welcome. You're listening to Soul, your host for Pay Me What I'm Worth Talk Radio. Imagine me bowing in gratitude before you for taking the time to join us on a special journey. Did you miss a week? No worries. Listen to all of our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Again, bit.ly forward slash pay radio. To get one reminder of our next show, be sure to click on the follow button up at the top of the page. And now it's time to sit back and to learn along with the rest of us. Get ready to meet some amazing souls as they make real changes in daily life. I recommend you find some notepaper, then get ready to enjoy a few ahas as you listen to this show. I'm delighted and thrilled to introduce you to Christina Irvin, team leader for Team Clarity. Hello, I'm Christina Irvin, and I'm happy to extend this special invitation for you to eavesdrop on Team Clarity's discussion as we dive into the next exercise of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Next, let's meet the rest of the team. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. Hi, this is Marcia Sertino, and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty Anderson. Hello everyone and welcome. This is Julia Cologne from the city that never sleeps, New York City. Team Clarity members share their class time with us for two main reasons. Reason number one, they want those they hold near and dear to know about the changes that they're making on multiple levels. As they change, by listening to these classes, people who know Team Clarity members may opt to change along with them. Reason number two, to share their stories with you. I bet their stories and life lessons will inspire all sorts of ahas for you too. Okay, time to start the class. I am going to put us through a little exercise as we kick off Chapter 2, Exercise 8. In the water cooler, I gave you a link to a tool that this chapter is actually based on. It's called a Yohari window. Did you notice that I asked you to ask other people what they thought your skills are? before I asked you to list your own list of skills? Did you notice that? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think is behind that methodology? I guess to compare what we see in ourselves and what others see in us, we probably don't give each ourselves enough credit. Understanding that in order for us to have a reference to understand what people see of us and then therefore what our work decay has made it hard for people to see that we're not giving out to others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something else I'm up to. I'm stirring the pot. I'm stirring up some items we've been talking about ever since we started our journey together. What are those items I'm stirring up? What's in our ground rules? Guilt, shame, not to feel no shame. Mm-hmm. When people start talking about you, what are some of those primary emotions that could come up? Self-doubt. You can be hurt and, and actually not pursue what it is that you wanted to. 
feeling, you're definitely going to be feeling a lot of guilt, especially as you start to grow, because then you realize that you may have done something that was unintentional to hurt someone or to make them feel bad or negative in some kind of way. Maybe it is that you're reflecting and realize that I haven't been the person to them, whether it be the friend, family member, or something to them that they deserve. Yes, and your actual self-worth can be diminished. What about those internal committee members, the perfectionist, the judge, the critic? The critic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If I started out a skills inventory by just asking you to start listing your own skills, is it fair to say that the critic, the judge, the perfectionist, and we'll add one more to that, the controller, is it fair to say that they would all go, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, they would. And so by asking you to seek out feedback from other people first, I'm stirring the pot, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a piece of paper and a pen. I want you to draw a Yohari window on a piece of paper. Draw a square. Take up the whole sheet of paper, draw a big square, and then divide the square like four window panes. You know how you look through a window and they've got four panes of glass. So a line from the top to the bottom and from the left to the right in the middle of each so that you've got four panes. And in the upper left pane, upper left corner, the upper left square, write the word public. In the lower left square, write the word private. In the upper right square, write the word blind, B-L-I-N-D, blind. And in the lower right square, I'm going to modify the Yohari window a little bit. I invite you to put the word explore, explorer in there. So chapter two, exercise seven, when you look at this window, what pain did I ask you to start looking at yourself through? Explore. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. Public. Public, yep. Okay. The lower left corner, the public, it's in the Yohari window. You know it. People know it. It's what you share with the world, what the world sees of you. It's the more or less the public stuff. So exercise seven, we start out in the public. And then I invite you to go a little deeper. Today, we're going to go in to exercise eight, where I ask you to list your seals. We're going to get into the private area. How'd all that go for you? What are some of the stories as you sat down with your sheet of paper and you looked at the sheet of paper and the sheet of paper looked back at you and you looked at the sheet of paper and the sheet of paper looked back at you and (laughs) what happened? What I tried to do when I did this exercise was, okay, if I look at 
what skills did I need to do an undergraduate degree? I tried to really drill it down to things like, well, I have to know how to read and write, drive a car, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And as you were brainstorming that, Chelsea, what occurred to you? You have to be able to do a lot of different skills to accomplish one task. It's like you're just thinking about driving, you've got, I had to be able to walk to my car, get in my car, know how to turn it on, and know how to drive, know where I was going. I mean, it's, if you really break it down, it, it's, it's amazing how many skills that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have that feeling? I pretty much know it. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'm just learning now, so... I know there's so much more to what I have to learn with the certain skills. With that thought in mind, do you recall our last conversation around discounting yourself? Let me prime the pump here, discounting. When I show up late to a meeting that I have scheduled with you, and you just say, oh, well, that's life, that's the way things happen, and you you gloss over it. You let me off the hook. What did I just do to you? You discounted me. Is your time less valuable than my time? No. No. When I show up to a dinner that you have slaved over, you've taken a week to prepare, you've taken a day to cook it, and I breeze in, wolf something down, give you a hug and a peck, give you all sorts of wonderful accolades, and breeze out within 30 minutes. What have I done to you? Piss me off. <laughs> How many different ways do we discount ourselves daily by tolerating people where their word is not their deed? You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to do here? Any ideas? We always discount ourselves when it comes to the public, the public self that we put out there. Mm-hmm. Can you repeat what you just said, Saul? When a person's word is not their deed, when I tell you I'm going to do something and then I don't do it and then you let me off the hook, mm-hmm. what are you doing to yourself? Discounting. Discounting yourself. Now, some people might say, well, soul, you're just being graceful or you're being compassionate. You're being yeah. mindful of the fact that life happens and things got out of the control and this person was late because there was an accident. What are we doing when we start doing that? Making excuses. We're teaching that person or those people um, what boundaries they can cross with us, which in an effect is devaluing ourselves and giving them permission to do so as well. We teach people how to treat us. So if I start discounting the concept of compassion, if I start discounting the concept of grace, love, respect, what is that going to do to my skills? It's going to demean your skills or make your skills less worthy. Would it be likely to say that I will start giving more than I'm receiving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where am I going with this, ladies? I feel the wheels <laughs> turning. Okay. Where am I going with this? I see the comparison. Yes. We're out of balance. It's good to yourself. You're not thinking of yourself. You're always thinking of the other person. 
and going back to a previous discussion, our ability to give directly correlates to our ability to receive. Mm -hmm. So you want to have a balance there. Yeah. Key word, balance. And for moms, Julia, as you recognize that you're a mom of a young child who is dependent upon you and who needs you to do the basics for her, where do you balance what you need with what your child needs? Through discipline, and discipline meaning setting rules she's to follow. And the way it's worked for me is I've done a checklist for her. We go through the checklist every day. Once a week, she'll get a big star, and at the end of the month, when she completes all the stars, four stars, she will get what she wants. And through that, I was able to encourage her, be a little more independent, to be proud of herself, and that allowed me to take care of myself, the things that I need, instead of constantly doing things for her, which at this point, there are certain things that she can do for herself. Let me show you because you can do it. She's caught on to that really quick, and it's helped me to be on this call with you with less distractions (laughs) and me to do my work. So during the process, I think when you're working with others to help themselves, you in the process help yourself also. Just like when you're dealing with a coach, if he gives you an assignment, it's because he believes you can do it, and if you don't do it, then it kind of like diminishes the coaching relationship. Yeah, you're not getting the best bang for your buck. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So let's flip the coin. I want to hear stories of times that you, as the son or daughter, consciously unbalanced your life because in doing so, you thought you could resolve a family conflict or you could make peace or you could help out someone financially at your own expense, but later down the line you began to realize, wait a minute, that gift, that good deed came at a cost. The skill that you thought you were practicing was gratitude or grace or kindness or compassion, and then you began to see that maybe not. What are some stories around that? I have a story. Quite a few years ago, well, pretty much all my life, you know, I always wanted to make sure that my mom was okay. So quite a few years ago, she was working, working, having some financial difficulties. So I would send her money, sometimes two, three $300 at a time, but I was getting that money by doing cash advances on credit cards. So what I did out of my need to, and desire to take care of her I put myself in bankruptcy, and she didn't have a clue that that's what I was doing. That's how I was sending her the money. I went down that road. Willingly, I made a choice to do that, but it ended up that it put me in bankruptcy. So what blindsided you as we go into the Ohari window upper right-hand corner of the pane? The blind spot. I'm blind to it. You're blind to it. What blindsided you, Chelsea, from that experience? I never thought I'd have to file bankruptcy. Uh-huh. I always thought that it'll be okay, it'll all work itself out in the end as long as I take care of her. It didn't work out. When my mom was in Calvary Hospital, her side of the family did not agree with her decision that she didn't want to die at home. I thought that they would respect that, and I was once they expressed that, 
is not what they wanted. I still went through the process of what she wanted. I didn't know how serious they were about it to the point where I was blindsided when I was leaving the hospice. I had to get security to walk me to my vehicle because they were waiting for me outside. Every day I could not go to the hospice without my brothers because at that point all my brothers came and so they were pretty much my security. It kind of took me off track because, okay, I understand the, the hurt and the pain and the frustration, but I was blindsided by the fact that they didn't respect my mother's wishes and wanted to attack me and, I mean, physically attack me, which it, it didn't happen. It was so bad that we don't even talk now. Like, I don't even want to know nothing about them. It bothers me, but the decision that they made, I just, I, I'm just dumbfounded by it, even to this day. So once again, the skills that mm-hmm. we need to create a friendship, the skills that we have to tap into to be compassionate and kind, can get flipped when we're blind. Mm-hmm. Do you see where I'm going with this? Kind of like the old adage, love is blind. What's behind that old saying? Marsha, when you hear the old saying, love is blind, what do you think is behind that? Normally I'm thinking of two lovers, a relationship, where one person is so in love that they don't even see anything terrible about the other person. (laughs) That's pretty easy to do when your emotions are not in balance with the other person. Who has stories around love is blind? Who has stories when a breakup happened and everybody went, oh, my God, it's about damn time. Didn't you see blah, 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 blah? (laughs) Yeah, the toxic relationships that you are blind to, my goodness. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm happy I never married them. (laughs) I've had to have several conversations like, girl, didn't you notice that I stopped hanging around with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> there was a reason. <laughs> yeah. So as we buff up our awareness, as I'm shaking your collective cages, first you had to gather a list of skills that other people thought you have or think you have. Now we're focused on you building a list. Remember when I introduced this topic, A proper skills inventory for someone who has an undergraduate degree is how many skills? Oh, a lot. In the thousands. Thousands. Millions. Millions? Millions? Oh, millions. That's that's a lot. (laughs) Is that even in the dictionary, all those skills? Wow. Remember how we started brainstorming and mind mapping on our first journey with this? I asked you to take one skill, draw a circle on a page, put one skill in there, and then start dissecting that skill by drawing other circles and connecting those circles together. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We started with boiling an egg. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. When you start getting granular, Team Clarity, my reason for this is directly related to the concept of discounting. The next time someone comes to you, Christina, and wants a discount, I want you to remember 
those hours of being stuck in traffic on your way to class to get that additional degree. I want Marsha to remember what she did not pack and left on the island. I want Chelsea to remember all of those hours in front of the keyboard writing papers after papers after papers to get the next master's degree. Yes, and the, the countless of lots of sleep, the hours. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? What am I doing here? There's something I'm doing. What am I doing here? Anybody want to take a stab? It's thickening your skills. Your worth. Yeah. Your hide. Your hide. I like that. I'm toughening your uh-huh. skin. <laughs> yeah, because when you when you realize just how much value you bring to the table, you're unapologetic. Yes. yes, it's almost like saying, it's, so, it's almost like someone saying, big deal, you got your bachelor's degree. <laughs> you could just say, you know what it took me to get my bachelor's degree? You know, it's, it's a different story then if you can come back with something like that. Yeah. It's because people are, what, blind yes. to what you had to do to be where you're at. True or false? Mm-hmm. It's right. true, and they probably don't have theirs. That's why they say it. Right. Extrapolate. String this out. What am I doing here? You're really showing us that you turn me up. That's so what you're doing. So many skills to get <laughs> to where we are, <laughs> and where we are worth that. We are worth having people not discount us because we work towards it. We didn't get it's it for so, free. It is. It is amazing what we're talking about because. I was talking to my sister-in-law, who I love very, very much. I was telling her what I wanted to do with my business, just planning out, leaving the workforce and so forth, what I was going through with my job, and she just flat out told me, we all have to do it. What's the big deal? I got upset and told her, well, maybe that's how you want to live your life. I said, but I don't, and I have every right to make every dream of mine come true. And I literally told her, just sit back on the recliner, make sure you have some popcorn and some butter and a soda, and watch this movie play for me. And she got upset at me. When she last saw me, she called me and she told me, I can't believe how you look. You can see it all over you. You don't even have to tell me what you're doing. I know that you're making it happen. And she told me how proud she was of me. Aww. So have you turned her on to the radio shows that she can come in and listen and keep up the speed with you? <laughs> That's why we're doing these. That's why we're all of these calls. I want to thank you again for allowing me to share what your journey is with the rest of the world because Julia, you just brought up an important point. By every person you know listening to the radio shows, what are we solving? using the Yohari window. Which of the four squares are we addressing when we tell other people about our journey and we invite them to listen to our journey? To explore. Explore, yeah. Mm -hmm. By exploring, we make people see. The upper right-hand corner pane is blindness. 
If people are blind to who we are, they can discount us. True? Right. How are these pieces of the puzzle falling together for you? What are some of your observations about this journey you're on and how it is same or unique from other journeys you've taken? As I told you the other day, Soul, it's so hard to put words to how I am changing. But one thing that I have realized is I discount myself every day Mm -hmm. in one way or another. And it's shown me that I need to be aware of this so that I can stop doing it and feel good about myself when I set that boundary. So with that thought in mind, how do you all feel about me telling you you've got spinach on your teeth? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad (laughs) too. I'm like, thank you for telling me. I didn't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope somebody would. (laughs) I hope it wasn't on video. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Please tell me, please. (laughs) Have you figured out that this journey, every now and then, it's like, uh, dear dear lady, do you do you know you got a little underwear showing in your dress there? Um, you know. Did you know your boobies popped out? <laughs> do you know that your skirt is tucked into the waistband at the butt, and you didn't wear underwear? Uh, there's some toilet paper on your shoe. I mean, you know, whatever the old adages are. I mean. Am I not doing that, and I'm doing that to you all, and you all, you're blessing me by allowing me to share this with the world so other people can learn. (laughs) There are people listening to this show you'll never meet, I'll never meet, but you will be an impact on their life because you're sharing your story. You're helping them see you publicly and privately. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It says volume. It speaks volume to our group that we are able to share some of our deepest feelings. Yes. Mm-hmm. As I've, I've told others before, when you share your story, your deepest story, the real you, you're not only, it's therapy for you, but it is a benefit for whoever's listening in one way or another. It's so true. I'm going to give you another example. Over this weekend, I had a young lady contact me from South America. She wanted to join my direct selling team. Unfortunately, I cannot sponsor over internationally, but I did refer her to what she needed to do. She specifically stated, how do I remain in contact with you? I sent her the link to sign up to my newsletter, and, and I showed her my YouTube channel so she can stay connected with me. And she was very appreciative of that. So, Julia, may I task you with a homework assignment? Okay. (laughs) And everybody else is going, oh, crap, what's he going to do now? (laughs) (laughs) Julia, I would like you by July 1st to pull together 10 people from all over the world that you're going to teach pay me what I'm worth to, and you're going to get paid to do it. Okay. You can become a consultant when you have those people reaching out to you and they want your training, is what I'm hearing. Yeah? Yeah. Let's bump it up. Each and every one of us has the ability to gather people together. We'll get on a conference call. We can do international conference calls without any charge. 
And it teaches me what you've learned by me being a co-pilot of a class that you're teaching. This is how I learn. This is how I erase my blindness. And at the same time, I can pay you to do that. Okay, I'll do it. This blind spot is what we're heading into as we go into exercise nine. As we start thinking about this chapter, the skills inventory, when we start thinking about in a visual sense, we've got three paper plates that we're developing. Paper plate number one is the public. It's exercise seven. It's asking people what skills you think I have. That's your first paper plate. We're now on this episode working on our second paper plate. What skills do you think you all have? And right now, if each one of you are shy on your list, if I asked you to send me an Excel spreadsheet and you have no less than 500 skills on your worksheet, I would task you to get to at least 500 separate unique skills so that when we start overlaying in exercise nine, we take the third paper plate, which is actually created like a Venn diagram, two circles overlapping, right? You've all seen those before, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That overlap is your direct window into how you are or are not paid what you're worth. The more the overlap is, the more likely you will be paid what you should be paid in time, money, respect, love, attention, affection. You see where I'm going with this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It gives you the permission to stop discounting. It also helps make me aware in the moment to not let people discount me. Mm-hmm. I was on a coaching call last week, and I was speaking to a young lady who uh, is looking, literally was quitting her job within a week to essentially work three failed businesses. <laughs> and aside from that thought process, I explained to her how she could get coaching from me and what my fees were. And literally, after the call, I thought to myself, I gave her a huge discount on that because I remembered our discussion last week where you were saying that we got a big discount with this course that we're doing with Pay Me What I'm Worth because you knew that in our interviews we're clear that we were going to do the work. And that in itself is is a payment too. Mm-hmm. So this, she had this expression on her face about my, my fee. And for the first time ever, I literally was like just sitting there with that stone face of, that's what it is. <laughs> and I've not ever been able to do that. I've usually gone into the, let me support my value, let me oversell this or convince you that I'm worth this, I'm worthy of this payment. And I'm sitting there looking at her like, chick, you better be glad that this is all I'm charging you. <laughs> That's awesome. When people are blind to our value, when I discover someone is blind to my value because they want me to discount my time, fee, whatever, I choose to take that as a teacher. What is it that I allowed that person not to see? 
What am I purposefully holding back on? What am I shielding from this person that they are unable to see me? Is that a little too woo-woo? Did that make any sense to anybody? Not woo-woo at all. It makes a lot of sense because when I got off of that call, I remembered thinking where it relates to my, my online marketing business. Because people don't see the money that we spend on personal development and, and that we spend on coaching and training and equipment to provide content and all these things, it is easy for them to, to discount that because that's their set of value, so to speak. But for me, when I was sitting there with a straight face looking at her thinking, you need my assistance, I was going through my head thinking of all of those things and all of that time away from family and friends and lack of sleep that I've had to acquire the skill sets to provide her with assistance. So it's not so much that it's woo-woo. Sometimes I have to figure out a way, build that perceptual value up front as well. As we get into the lower right-hand corner of the Yohari window, the explorer part, it's the unknown window. I don't know it. You don't know it. We don't know it until all of a sudden that window above us, the blind window, is cleaned a little bit. All of a sudden we go, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, my God, look at that. I never saw that before. Right, right. So it's my goal as we get into exercise nine, you all have these Whoa, I never saw that before, experiences. You're all already alluding to some of those ahas. I never saw that before. Let's do a quick recap. I'll go right down the list, starting with Chelsea. Chelsea, what are some of these you hadn't seen that before out of Chapter 2? What's funny is I consider myself a good person, very compassionate, very empathetic, have a lot of empathy. When I was talking to some of my coworkers and asking them what they saw, they each and every one said, you're a friend. You're a true, genuine friend. I always thought I was a good friend, but for people to actually tell me that, I, had, I didn't really see that coming. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, who gets to go next? Let's see. Let Marcia go next. I become, I think, less blind to the fact that I really need more skills. I really do need more skills. How people perceive me is not how I perceive myself with skills. They think I have all these wonderful skills. (laughs) I don't really think I do. But, hey, maybe I'm discounting myself here, but... I, if I have to be truthful, there's a lot of skills I really don't have yet. And Marcia, let me, let me ask you, is that a function of you know, those blue personalities, they're always able to get by because they have such great people skills. They can really <laughs> make people feel comfortable. So it's sometimes easy to do that. I, mean, I, I don't know. I ask everybody on the call. Sometimes if you can leverage your people skills, those soft skills, because you can make other people feel a certain way. Uh-huh. Isn't that a way to, and, and Chelsea, I'm going to throw this out to you as well. Isn't that a way to help you hide? Oh, yes. In public? Yes. 
I'm throwing it out to myself, too, and I will say, I can say yes. Can you explain that better to me? (laughs) (laughs) We're able to hide those the skill deficits we may have. We're able to hide how we're truly feeling. We're able to hide a lot of things just because we're able to make other people feel so good and woo-woo. Okay, yeah, now I understand what you're saying. Yes, it seems like people perceive you with all these wonderful skills, and honestly, it's just that you're able to maybe inspire them, you're able to to really talk to them in a way that they appreciate you. They think my skill level is like, wow, you must be somebody awesome there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, can I offer a flip to this? Sure. Marcia, does it ever occur to you that you have mirrored back to them a skill that they've woken up to inside? Mm. Yeah, it it has occurred to me. They want to feel that they have this abundant energy. They are also somebody that is good with making relationships or starting relationships with people. or They want to think that they have that positive attitude all the way. (laughs) Yeah, it's occurred to me. If you tell me, oh, my God, soul, you've got so many skills, and you're buttering me up, and you're blowing air up my skirt right and left, and I'm going and looking at you like, what are you talking about? Because inside, I am a complete fraud. I don't have the skills you're talking about. Therefore, because you're telling me I have these skills and I don't have these skills, I think you're full of BS. All of this internal critic chatter going on. Yeah. <laughs> which I can boil down to, folks, when someone tells me that I have helped them wake up to a skill and they make an assumption that I have that same skill, I let it go. It's not important to me what they think. What's, what's key is they've woken up that skill. True? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's a skill to be able to discern that about someone and and give them that. Let them own it. If you've noticed in every step of our way together, what have I asked each of you to do in your journey? To own it. 100%. True? Yes. Is that an accurate reflection? Isn't that also in the ground rules? Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. Why am I being such a picky one on that? I said, we just thought you enjoyed it, so. <laughs> exactly, see? <laughs> he, does. he does enjoy that. I do, largely because as you all wake up to own your growth, nothing is going to rob you of that. Mm-hmm. I have had a number of people who have felt very threatened by me and the work that I do, and they'll go out there and they'll create a smear campaign. They'll try to discredit me so that anybody who has gone through my training, if all of a sudden you hear, oh, teacher so-and-so is indicted on such-and-such a charge, blah, 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 and you're one of the students of that teacher, what's your first inclination? Doubt. Got to look for stories about you, so. (laughs) Rock on. Knock yourself out. (laughs) I actually did have an experience where because I moved out of the old company into the new company, this person that I really, truly have always admired, and I think that he's brilliant with marketing, 
he had done the same thing. He moved out of the old company. And when that happened, boy, you would not believe what is being told. Because, hey, now it's going around that, oh, he has a negative side to him. He really has a dark side to him. You don't want to listen to him. And that is so untrue. It's just incredible. So as you can tell, my goal with our first steps together is for each and every one of us to be so grounded in what does our material world mean to us? What does our internal world mean to us? That you have a refreshed awareness, this lower right-hand corner of the Yohari window, the unknown, the explorer. By being comfortable with exploring, all sorts of crap can get thrown at us, and we can just let it go. True? Yes. 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 And for those people who are invested in the 4040 Club, those people that your measure of value, your worth, is based on what they see, meaning, oh, Julia's getting up at 8 o'clock, she's doing this and this, she's getting in her car, she's driving to work, she's putting in X number of hours, she's coming back, she's buying gro- the standard 40-40 club model, which, by the way, Julia, it's been almost a month now since you no longer do that. Any right. update? When we started out, there was a bit of apprehension of your last day. I don't hear that apprehension in you anymore. Oh, no, I don't. I very rarely even think of the job. When it does come, the thought, I still feel the hurt, but I don't give it any energy at all whatsoever. I just look at my life what it is right now and... and I do see abundance, and I can visualize where I'm going to be at. It just, I, I don't even have to try. I know this is going to happen for me. It is happening. Yep, yeah. exactly. You don't hear the choking of trying to hold back the tears anymore. It's just amazing how being in this moment, like yesterday, you know, Angelina's in pre-K, so I went to her first play. She, when she saw me, it was because it was like she was looking around because there were so many people, and I made sure I was in the front. And when she saw me, she just waved and she was like, "There goes my mommy! There goes my mommy!" And she was pointing like she was telling the kids during the play, "There goes my mommy." <laughs> she had a little dance, but you could see that she put more energy into it because she was so happy that I was there. And I'm just so thankful that I was there early enough to be in the front not having to leave my job or work a half a day or have to take a day off. I'm flexible like that now, which was something that I didn't have that before. Let me try a little experiment with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the feeling that you felt in that moment when you felt your child being proud of the fact and excited that you are sitting there and they knew you're there, that feeling that you felt, if we could bottle it, package it, put it on a download, how much would you pay for that? I would pay millions of dollars for it. Millions. Not even what I have. There's no price. You you really can't put a price on that. Is it taxable? I'm sorry. Does the Internal Revenue Service say, oh, Julia, you got a bunch of joy yesterday. You need to pay a joy tax of $10,000. My point is, is there's no tax. It doesn't go out of style. Yeah. Next fall, joy is still going to be in style. Why am I bringing this up? Anybody got some speculations on what it is, the bigger picture that I'm doing here? That we are so worth, we're priceless. 
were priceless. <laughs> All those moments that nobody can take away from you, that is priceless. It is. It totally is. This, what I experienced yesterday was nothing that a job could give me or anyone else can give me. I was blessed yesterday to experience that. And there's many more to come for all of us, for all of us. As we grow, we will just continue to prosper in every area of our life. We'll have our own experiences, and just the opportunity to share it is, is just a blessing in itself because we are able to inspire others to let them know that what's happened for me can happen for you too. So, Julia, let's pretend that 5,000 people are listening to this particular class in their car, stuck in rush hour traffic, going to a job they absolutely detest. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? You've all been stuck in traffic that you're on a place to go somewhere because you had to because you're earning some money, and if you didn't get in that car and get in that traffic, you're not going to be able to pay your bills, right? You traded your joy for security. We've all been there, yeah? Right, right. What are you going to tell our listeners? Are you done trading? I'm done trading. Yes, I am. Who else is done trading? I am. I am done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done trading. There's nothing better than really owning your own life and having the joy, joyful moments whenever you choose to have those joyful moments. And oh, Marsha's preaching. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who is that you you're that. talking to, Marsha? <laughs> whenever I, I choose to have my joyful moments, nobody's going to destroy them because it's my choice. <laughs> Yes, and nobody yep. can diminish it. No one can give you self-doubt. No one could diminish your self-esteem. No one can take that from you, no one. And no one has the right to take it from you either. More importantly for me, I don't do that anymore to myself. Bingo. Yeah. So we wrap up this particular step as we go into now the next exercise where you're going to compare and contrast One more skill I expect each of you to add to your list, if it's not already there, self-awareness. It's important that I stay in the moment and understand that I will not have others discount me and I will not discount myself. Bingo. So as we, after what you just said, I'm really excited about this because I'm going to have to put my money where my mouth is, have it on the work that I've already done and just make sure that it's solidified in some serious concrete because literally we'll have to explore so deep that we won't be able to, because when you look at yourself, when you get real with yourself, you can't, you can't keep that facade going. You can't, that public thing that you like to present to, to everybody in public, in some way you have to convince yourself of that because you're hiding from it. So really, we're going to have to seriously do that work. Mm-hmm. As you all do what I believe everyone wants, I haven't yet met a person tell me, soul, I'm looking for inauthentic people. That's the only people I want in my life is inauthentic, fake people. I don't want genuine, real people. I want inauthentic, fake people. I've yet to meet that person. As you all become more self-aware, you become more authentic. You become more real. And it becomes such a skill that you do it 
like breathing. You don't think about it. You just do it. You radiate. That radiating of confidence, that radiating of love and compassion, that radiating of I am so worth being in this moment right now with you, I can't even put a price to it. And the person that you're with, the people that you're with, the farthest thing from their mind is how can I screw you over? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're vaccinating yourself from people who are looking for the angle. Oh. Oh, sounds like Marsha's a little insecure about her webinar. I bet I could chip away at her price because maybe something she said leads me to believe that she's not real confident about doing her webinar. That's history. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. We're laying the groundwork so that as we get into this comparison, whenever you're tempted to discount, the first thing you're going to remember is stop. <laughs> <laughs> Right. thing I'm going to remember is stop what I'm doing at that moment and ask myself, am I being discounted, either by myself or others? Mm-hmm. And where's the source of that discount, inside or outside? It has to come from the inside for the outside to be triggered, true? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am just so grateful for the work that you're doing. I hope you feel that coming from me. Yes, I do. We appreciate you. We'll set the stage. We're going to start talking about what are some of your ahas as you put those two paper plates together. What are your insights about how much overlap or how little overlap there is, and what are you going to do about it? Sounds good? Sounds good. That's good. I was pleasantly surprised that everyone agreed of my loyalty and trustworthiness, which is very, very important to me. I was happy that everyone saw that same skill in me. One of the questions was if there was a skill that I could master. The word is master. And my husband, I don't even want to tell you what he said. (laughs) He said I could master the skill of being freaky in the bed. And then the other other question was, would you help that person or do you know someone who will? And he was like, yes, yes, I can help you with that. <laughs> Talk about but taking advantage of the moment. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, my loyalty, one of his exes cheated on him, and that was traumatic for him. And he said to be in a re- relationship with someone that he completely trust. He does not worry about me when he's at work or anything like that or he's working a double shift. He knows that I'm loyal to him and that just changes his whole life. It changes his whole life. Nice. So do you mind if we go a little bit deeper with this, Julia? Okay. The skill set of loyalty requires what from you? There's more skill within the skill set of loyalty, wouldn't you think, other than just being loyal? There's more to it than that, wouldn't you think? I'm just really being who I am. Let's explore for a moment, though. What does it it require to be loyal with complete abandon? Time, getting to know each other. How about openness and honesty? Yeah. Openness and honesty. Because what I want to get to, Julia, is I think for all of us in this group that that loyalty is a common theme, but I, I don't want us to discount really what the the value of that loyalty is because that requires, like you're saying, an honesty. It requires faith. Yes, you know, it does. It, 
it has There's a lot a little to do bit with, more. It has a lot to do with my faith. Let me just say, for me, what I'm thinking of is, is not. It, is it requires a faith in yourself that you will be there for that person. It requires a faith in that person that they're being genuine. It requires a trust level to be yeah. on that kind of genuine level. It also requires a great deal of passion and compassion. Right. Right. Yeah. To be that loyal. I definitely want to make sure that for myself that I recognize, but I also think that the, the team should recognize there's more depth in some of these skills. Uh, Sol was saying that we should have a list of at least 500. I know my list is nowhere near that, but that's because I haven't explored enough each and every skill. So that's the point that I really want to make to the team is do some more exploring on your skills and do some more mind mapping on those skills, what goes into those skills, because I think we're still too much on the surface. I will say that I am too much on the surface, and I haven't gone deep enough to really extrapolate all the skills that I really have. I wonder if everyone else has done the same. Yeah. Just to give you a little bit more idea of what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about doing some depth and exploration with, the, uh, with this list, to be able to have such loyalty, then really you have to have a great skill of discernment so that you can discern, in a, this is a person that I can give that loyalty to, right? That's a great skill. Do you guys understand what I mean by the depth? Yes, it does. Because literally all of these skills that we have, there are more skills to it, I guess is the point I'm making. Marsha, you're showing great skill set. There's a listening skill set, but even in listening, there's a different kind of there's a different level. I mean, there's 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 hearing and there's listening, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. So, as we get ready to go into the next exercise, if you have some free time, or rather than saying if you have some free time, I know I'm going to schedule some time to explore more of my list. As we continue to go through this course, certainly that is a living document that probably we should be adding to that list at all times, right? Right. Right. Definitely. One of the aha moments here for me was, wow, as nice as I can be, I can certainly tell somebody what I feel and what I think. So I guess that's part of thickening your skills worth here, <laughs> your hide, when you have to tell somebody the way you see it. One so. thing about this group of women, once the mind is made up, it is made up. <laughs> <laughs> We're awesome. <laughs> There's definitely no way around the fact that there is the mind is made up and there's no change in that mindset. <laughs> exactly. That's good. That's good. That's, so. It's was a really great call. I appreciate everybody joining. I'm loving the activity and the blogs in the back office. Some really good things are being revealed back there too. Uh, let's continue to do that. I'm excited about these blog talk radios. As a matter of fact, I've noticed that my tweeting them out, they're getting immediate engagement with retweets and saves. If we can be a little bit more mindful about going in a few times a day and, and getting those uh, indicated. Okay? Bye. Love you, ladies. You have a good rest of the day. Christina Irvin here, and I want to thank you for joining us as we continue to explore worth as it relates to life's abundance. If you resonate with this discussion and know that it's time to make a change, we start new teams on the first Saturday of every month, and I encourage you to take action now. Until next time, you have a great day.
To get involved in Christina's classes, call her at 423-737-5809. Again, Christina's number is 423-737-5809. Thank you once again for listening. This is Sol, your host. If you'd like one email reminder of upcoming shows, be sure to click on the follow button at the top of our Blog Talk Radio page. To connect to that page, just simply go to bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Aloha. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.